All right, everybody, welcome back. It's Daily DVR. It's Wednesday. Uh, Maybe I should start saying the date like I used to. It's Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. And today on Daily DVR, we're going to be talking to Ando. What's up, buddy? I, I, first of all, I think saying the date is always a good thing because then when we say something stupid and somebody listens to it like two (laughs) weeks from now, we can say, well, we didn't know that because it it was recorded at this time. It gives us a little bit of an alibi. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. I like that. That's a good (laughs) idea. I'm going to go with the date from just, I'm trying to get back into, it's good to have those um, rituals, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, for the show. I know there's there's not a lot of format to the shows we do, but a little yeah. format is okay. Exactly, exactly, right? Really, the only format is me then saying go to dvrpodcast.com or become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. Ando just told me that he was listening to another podcast that said there was a lot of issues with Patreon changing their bank or payment. So if you're a patron and you're listening, because this goes out to all the patrons first, uh, if you have any issues, reach out to me, you know, just hit us up at the DVR podcast at gmail.com and um, we'll figure it out. I'll I'm pretty crazily persistent when it comes to contacting places. So if anyone has an issue that they need to uh, have taken care of, hit me up or you can become a patron like so many others and support independent podcasters. I'm going to be trying to do this every day tomorrow. I'm doing a double, but you're going to hear the second one on Friday. I think it's going to be the Friday show, but Gene is going to come on and we're going to talk all bunch of stuff, including a little reality. And then at night, Ando's going to be back with uh, Brett and Heath, and we're going to be doing our around the couch extravaganza, right, Ando? That's going to be a fun one. The preseason extravaganza, yes. Yeah. One of the funnest ones of the year, for sure. We're going to pick, what did he say? We're going to pick our, basically, all the way up through the playoffs to the Super Bowl, uh, what teams we have preseason style with very little. We're going to break down every game before the season. It'll be about a (laughs) 12-hour pod. Yeah. So buckle up, everybody. Brett texts, and he's like, are we covering week one, two? And I was like, fuck no, Brett. That would be like an (laughs) eight-hour podcast, dude. (laughs) My God, we were going like three hours picking just one week, and we're going to pick one week and all the playoffs in the Super Bowl, and <laughs> holy shit, fucking hell. But I'm, before we do that, we found a great site, thank you, Andy, um, called next.playoffpredictors.com, or maybe it's just playoffpredictors.com. And you can pick every single game through the NFL season. I'm on week three right now. I started doing it a little bit uh, last night. And I'm going to continue and I'm going to pick actually every single game through the entire season before the season starts. And I know by the end of it, I'm going to fuck up somehow. And it's going to be like, I'm going to have like five teams that are like, 16 and one or something. (laughs) I know I got to keep, but it tells you on the side as you're doing it, what the divisional records are. So, and, and individual, so you can kind of keep up with it and kind of keep yourself honest. So you can be like, Oh shit. Like already I'm looking and I already have the Ravens, Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers, Seahawks, all 2-0, and that's not going to, you know what I mean, like these good teams? So 
I got to vary it up a little bit. Have you played around with that yet? I haven't started it yet. I'm hopefully hopefully going to be doing it a little bit tonight. But I've been I've been so busy catching up on TV the last day that I haven't. I've, I've been check. I'll be checking back into the NFL after we're done recording. I think. All right, baby. Yeah. Well, I'm not wearing my Aaron Rodgers jersey, but it's touching me because it's hanging on my chair behind me. Um, so I hope that that counts for something. You maybe should have, you need to get a home and an away at least, and you can just switch it up every other day. Oh shit. You know what? I might, why did you fucking tell me that man? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't help it. I oh couldn't help it. God, I could get, I could, oh man, I'm on eBay already. I just clicked over. <laughs> should I do it? You oh. Might as well. What the hell? You only get Aaron Rodgers oh, once, don't you? Man, I know, but I really want a Garrett Wilson one. That's what I really, I, yeah, I, yeah. I had been primarily wide receivers. I had had um, Wesley Walker, Rob Moore. So I guess that's mm-hmm. not primarily. Rob Moore stopped playing like twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's, a, that's getting to be a deep cut now. Get yeah. Altoon in there too while oh, you're at it. Oh my God, I would. I love '88, baby. Um, but Solo got me the gas to know. Um, oh yeah, that's right. And I got a. Uh, uh, oh, I, I shouldn't say anything because this person might listen to our show, so I won't spoil. Um, <laughs> but anyway, how many jerseys do you have? Oh God, I bet I've got a dozen, maybe. Okay, and they're not all Vikings because I've got to spread across a few different teams. So a lot of times, my, I also get my some of my favorite players. Or I I did in the past. I haven't bought a new jersey in quite some time, but. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got I got a decent collection. I don't think I have as many as you do. Well, I don't know. How many do you have? Not that many, man. I have a Namath, Rob Moore, Wesley Walker, Gastineau, Brett Favre. I only have, I have five. Uh, not Brett okay. Favre. I heard Rogers. For my, I said my Vikings ones, I got. I have uh, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Brett Favre, uh, Randall Cunningham, Warren Moon. Oh, man. I think that might be it. I think it's those five. Damn, but then I've got a dude. few other. I've got like a Barry Sanders jersey, and oh, I've got one of your nemesis is uh, the New England Patriots Drew Bledsoe oh, jersey. Okay, mainly because Drew Andrew, it was a big thing for me back in high school. Oh, did people call you Drew? Some people do, not a lot, but uh, not a lot in high school really. But I have an uncle that always calls, still to this day, will call me Drew when I see him. So I, I always like that name too. So. Okay. Oh, and I've right. got uh, Eddie George, random Eddie George, Tennessee Titans jersey that I don't even know oh, how I have, but damn. I have that too. So you do have you have a bunch, man, and, and yeah. that wow, what a great the Vikings really have had some crazy QBs end up over there, right? Damn, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> wow, they definitely have. I forgot about Randall Cunningham. Oh the, man, almost took him to the promised land. Yeah, I just think of I so think of him as being an eagle growing mm-hmm. up in Jersey. It was so, you know, that was man, I loved Randall Cunningham, dude. Yep, I did too. He was great. Holy shit. All right, well listen, we're not here to talk about football. <laughs> we're here to talk that, that's about That's tomorrow. Yeah, that's tomorrow. We're here to talk about some TV today and um a show that I cannot claim as being a huge fan. I never finished the the whole series, which we're talking about Justified and the recent uh, revival, Justified City Primeval, taking place in um, in One Mike's Detroit. Even though it's not shot in Detroit, I think it was shot in like Toronto or something. 
Um, but uh, Ando was and is a big fan of the entire series. I remember it, but I'm pretty sure I stopped watching after the Margot Martindale season, which I think was like two or three. Season two. Okay. So I only watched two seasons and I loved it. I just never went back to it. I can't remember why. It's, you know, there's a lot of TV out there. Even I haven't seen everything. Um, (laughs) Well, I remember way back when this was first announced, I remember texting you and saying, would you want to do this? And I remember being shocked when you said, well, I never finished it. And I, so you were like, I liked it, but I wasn't a huge fan. So I remember you saying you weren't a huge fan of this. So, and you, you said you did, you, you've watched everything but the finale, right? Of the, of city primeval. Yes. The finale came out last night and as it didn't, uh, and it didn't come on until like what, like 10 o'clock or something on FX. Well, it was, it was 2 AM central time. So okay. probably midnight for you. Yeah. It, we, we did not stay up that late. Um, fell asleep watching a little bit of only murders in the building, then rewound it and watched. (laughs) (laughs) Uh I think we're going to talk about that tomorrow with Gina, but, um, yeah, I, I just haven't seen the finale, but I've watched every episode and I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. Cause I know that our good friend, Mike over at one Mike, you can follow in the show notes and go subscribe to him over there on the YouTube has not been a fan of this, and I've been reading some reviews, and it's been very mixed. Um, so I want to hear from you first, Ando, before me as the noob gets into my opinion. Okay, well, as you said, I love, love, love the original Justified. It's one of my one of my favorite shows, and it's not not like it because it was really groundbreaking or anything like that. I love Timothy Oliphant. I loved, I mean, I, I always love him. I, I'm a huge Oliphant fan. I mean. I, it would be my dream to see him cast as Roland in the Dark Tower at some point in the future. I think he would absolutely make that and make him a superstar, bigger than he is. I love Justified. I love the acting. I love the. I just I loved everything about the show. It's just the the dialogue, the Elmore Leonardness of it, the whole thing. And I mean, it was. I don't want to say it was predictable that show, but you. I mean, you always knew Raylan was going to get his guy. I mean, it was. That was that was kind of the that's kind of the fun of watching it is figuring out how he's going to do it and a large part of that fun was the interactions with him and whoever he was chasing like the villain and the villains in that show were amazing they were all and oh, they and they weren't pure evil they were they had shades of gray you could all you kind of like I hate to, I hate to bring superheroes but kind of like in Thanos where you can kind of see that you kind of see what he's getting at even though you know he's doing the wrong thing you kind of understand where they're coming from a little bit and. I mean, just amazing actors, Margot Martindale, Jeremy Davies, Sam Elliott, Mary Steenburgen. I mean, they, you can list 10 of them that are all just fantastic. Walton, the best of all, Walton Goggins as Boyd Crowder was just, I mean, it was the perfect, perfect thing, perfect villain for Timothy Oliphant or for Raylan. And in this series, we have another Boyd, but it's being played by Boyd Holbrook. And he's given a good performance, but he is not a justified villain. He is playing pure evil. It's he's playing the Joker basically is what he's playing chaos. And you, there's no, I I'm like, Mike, I'm very disappointed in this show. (gasps) It's, it's still justified. Kind of Raylan is still great. I mean, Timothy Oliphant is still Timothy Oliphant. Most of the supporting characters are good characters. I mean, there's a lot of good, a lot of good uh, performances in this, but it just isn't, 
I don't know. It's like Batman is chasing the Joker instead of Timothy, instead of Raylan and Boyd, which it didn't need to be a carbon copy of Boyd. It could have been any of those, but I don't know. It's, I know Mike has said he wanted to have a podcast at some point where he talks about all his disappointments for the year. And this is definitely high on my disappointments list. I mean, there's other little small things I didn't like. Like there's, it's also the second major series this year where I think, unfortunately, a very young actor is cast that they put a lot on and does not pull it off. And unfortunately, it's Tim Oliphant's actual daughter. I think she is really, really hurts the first couple episodes. Luckily, unlike The Witcher, they're smart enough to get her off the show for a while. And I don't know if that's I'm kind of rambling here, but I'm very disappointed in Justified City Primeval. But I will say the last 20 minutes of the season finale, I loved Okay. So it's hard to, I, I, I am not going to say why I loved it at all, but that was the first time where I was like, not, I hate to use, I hate to say, but you know how sometimes you can say, okay, I can watch this show and I can, I, I'm okay checking my phone a little bit or yeah, yep. folding the laundry or something. And most of this season felt that way. It was just, I don't know, wow. but the last 20 minutes I absolutely loved. So okay. I didn't fully hate it. Just disappointed, I guess. Well, listen, at some point, I'm, I'm. You mentioned that thing about checking your phone while you're watching. At some point, we've got to have a discussion. We got to get other folks involved. Well, maybe it's when we do the end of the year. I, I'll, maybe mm-hmm. I'll save this one topic if you can. Re- you're good at remembering this yep. shit, Andy. I will do that. Which is, I heard an interview with Justine Bateman. She's doing a lot of interviews now because of the yeah, strike, the strike stuff, right? Yeah, and she has a degree in. Um, I don't know. It's like computer technology or programming or Mm -hmm. some high level shit. And she studied AI. And one of the things she was talking about is how it's already being used by like Netflix and that Netflix actually gives notes. And one of those notes that it gives to um, directors, producers, writers, when they're crafting something is, is, to make sure not to distract people too much from their second screen, that they actually want to make TV shows that are not too involved, right? And it's not. I will say to this, fuck that. Yeah, I hate that idea. It's okay, crazy, continue. right? But they're already doing it, and you can <laughs> yeah, tell. Yeah, I know. When it you makes watch sense with the Netflix shows too. Yeah, like Lincoln Lawyer and all, and The Diplomat and all these kind of shows. It's like you know you could be looking down on your phone. I remember back in the day in the '90s when I was writing about like marketing and that idea of second screens first came mm-hmm. around, and it was your PC or your laptop, not your phone. And it used to be, how can you like augment it? And it was, that was the second screen. But the way Netflix sees it is that the TV is actually the second screen. So the phone is your main screen and you have the TV on in the background. So the show has Mm -hmm. to remind people every once in a while when they look up what's happening like a little exposition. Oh, okay, now I know why we're here. Then you look back at your phone, you don't pay attention to a scene, and then you look back. Like they actually have like AI that works like oh, with rates you know, of that human ex- attention. That explains so much, especially about those Netflix shows. Crazy, right? So much. Wow. Crazy. I hadn't heard I had I haven't seen that interview yet. That's yeah. I got to find it and I'll send it to everybody and 
Um, I'd yeah. love to talk about that because I found that to be very interesting because we all mention stuff like that, but it's like, guess what? That's actually happening right now. Yeah, it's they're, real. Yeah, they're doing Designed it. And they that have been Man, doing that's it. disappointing. Yeah. Um, but to get back to Justified, I fucking love this show. <laughs> I love it. I like it more than the original. I, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm crazy and... It's also like I'm just not um like a southern in the holla kind of guy. Yeah. So I never really clicked with um there's a like a lot of people that sounded like Brett on that show. Um <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Brett. Um Yeah, there is. But you know what I'm saying, right? And I don't yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. sound like that, homie. So yep. um it never really but I always I was a Timothy Oliphant um, fan uh, going back to, um, whatchamacallit? Um, Deadwood? Deadwood, yes, thank you. Yep. Deadwood was my shit. So mm-hmm. seeing him in Justified, I always felt a little bit like, ah, a little typecasty. you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, a little he, bit. He's already been my cowboy and that's yep. I don't need him to but then again he the way this guy's body is what an interesting fuck like he is like a stick figure he's like a walking he's such a cowboy he has yeah. he he has such that walk and that gait and it's just like it's so strange it's like Clint Eastwood right like he's it's just that, it's kind of like a skeleton like a, a living skeleton kind of thing in a lot of ways and it really that, is. That, that's part of why like I mentioned the Roland thing from Dark Tower even though that would also be typecasting yeah I think it would be perfect I mean yeah. it's the same way Stephen King how he walks and carries himself is the same way Stephen King describes him in those books so it's yeah I just I I'm fine with seeing Oliphant play cowboys <laughs> so it's but yeah, he's yeah. I just love it. and a lot of the stuff I still like. Like I say, his performance in this is it hasn't changed. It's still great. It's still it's it's just that the I don't know some of the stuff about the villain really and it's not Boyd. I don't think it's Boyd Holbrook's fault. I think it's the writing. I don't like because Holbrook is good at being menacing and creepy and everything else. I'm just I don't. He just seems more like the Joker than he, I mean. Does he really? He doesn't really have a reason for doing what he's doing other than he's an asshole. Does he? I don't. I I don't know. Seems too um, one note to me. What do you think about Boyd Holbrook in this? Well, I actually think he's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I, I, I want to hear this. Yeah, I want to be talk, we, talked into it a little more. We really have totally different opinions on this. It's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. This is rare. I think he's doing it perfect. <laughs> I think that you're absolutely right. He's playing the Joker. He's playing Chaos. He's playing... Um, inevitable destruction and he just murders people at will you know if he's in the room with someone they're probably going to die he flirts with insanity and the law um walking around in his underwear all the time um i honestly think it's fucking great and i have always liked this dude and recently heath brought up to us that he was watching um uh what's i'm trying to find it on imdb i'm slow on the internet today yeah wait why isn't he on the imdb oh there he is boyd holbrook okay who by the way is not related to hal holbrook 
Yeah, that's kind of weird. For the longest time, I thought he was, but he's not. Um, yeah, I thought he was too. <laughs> Heath in the Shadow of the Moon, which is a movie from 2019 mm-hmm. that he's in, and he's really good in that. And he's been in a bunch of other things. I really like this dude. I have to tell you, I know that I think he was in a couple like, uh, oh man, my internet's going slow. Sorry about this. Sorry about this podcast listeners. But uh, I know, wasn't he in a couple big, wasn't he in like a an X movie or or wasn't he in a... Uh, uh, yeah, he was in, uh, I think it was Logan, I think he was in. Let's see. The Sandman yep, Logan. he was in. Oh, I liked him in Indiana Jones too. The Cursed Devil Town. I'm trying to well, see we're what sk- I saw. We're skipping the in. biggest one. He was in uh, the Quibi version of The Fugitive. Ah, uh, yes. That's what I was going to say. The Fugitive. The Predator. He was good in that too back in 2018. Yep. Oh, he was in the famous Boomtown. Okay. Oh, yeah. Narcos. Okay. You know what? I think I'm getting him mixed up with the dude in Top Gun. Oh, with, um, uh, what the hell's that guy's name? I can't remember what his name is right now, but I know he you're talking is about. He is related. The other cocky young pilot. Yes, he is related I mean, they're all cocky to young someone pilots, famous. But the- I'm getting it right now, baby. We're on the internet here, and and that I the person I was thinking of was Glenn Powell. Yeah, Glenn Powell. I yep. think that's maybe the guy that I was getting him mixed up with. They have a similar kind of look, but uh, yeah. What? Oh yeah, because Glenn Powell was in. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Was that the guy I was getting him confused with? Well, there's there's like four or five guys that all kind of are in that same. <laughs> they're all mold. yeah, they're all like dark blondie, um, yeah. uh, like white dudes between like thirty and thirty five maybe, that are kind of yeah. hunky but haven't distinguished themselves that much, and I feel like he, I feel like uh, he has done a very good job in Justified. I can see where you're coming from when you have an attachment and a love for a series and then they bring this guy on and he is in effect trying to rival um, Walton Goggins famous character, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of it too is, I mean, he's, he obviously you can't do it because I mean, Walton Goggins got Emmy nominations for that character. I mean, it was, it's a, it's one of the great, I mean, even though you're not a huge Justified guy, it is one of the great characters of the last 20 years. So I can see why you wouldn't want to do exactly the same thing I'm as not, him. But I'm it's, not not a fan, the, though. What's yeah. that? I, I'm not not a fan. I, yeah. You know, well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm yeah. less of a, not a super fan, maybe. Yeah, I always, I loved him in that. I remember him in that show. Um, and, uh, you know, but I just, I just feel like, he, he's doing a pretty good job, this Boyd Holbrook. He, he's, well, he's, that, he's making the thing me with that, Like I'm saying, I, I, I would like that performance if it was in a different, a different thing, I guess. Cause it's, I, and I think it's really more the writing of that character that I don't like as much. Like in, to me, I would have much rather seen uh, the bar owner, Sweetie. That uh. guy is way more interesting. And it's, to me, it's almost like Boyd Holbrook's character should have been like the secondary villain and, the bar owner who's got the gray areas where he's doing bad stuff, but you still kind of like him and you still want to, 
to me, that seems like a very much a justified character, whereas Boyd Holbrook just doesn't seem as much of a, I don't know if that makes sense. It does. I'm coming off too hard on Boyd Holbrook. No, no. I should be saying his character, because Clement is the character. I, I'm not a fan of that character in the justified world, I guess. You know what? Um, as you are talking about this show and describing it and saying that's making Sweetie the man with the plan and Boyd Holbrook the hammer. Yeah. It would have been, I think, more justified now that you remind me. Because now I'm remembering, wait, I did see a season. I did see other seasons of Justified. <laughs> now all of a sudden it's coming back to me. And I'm remembering that, like with Margot Martindale, there was another, the other dude, the tall dude with... um. Uh, I think his name was like Duffy or something like that in the show. Oh, Win Duffy. Yeah, Wynn he's Duffy. another. He's another throughout the another character that's great slime ball character. He but was he's in almost smart, the series, right? He's like a kind of evil genius type. Yeah, he he has a plan, and mm-hmm. you're you're correct in stating that in this season, it does not seem like Boyd has any plan at all. It just seems like. He happens, we'll talk minor spoilers for the show, but he he happens upon a book that allows him to hold it over a certain officials, right? That gives him some mm-hmm. kind of power, but he doesn't seem to be fully using it. He's. It's not like he has the plan to, um, you know, knock down this row of buildings and build office buildings and collect money. For, you know what I'm saying? There's no, yeah. it, there's no like um, kind of Elmore Leonard, uh, yeah. like film noir detective, hard boiled shit like that. Somebody has a mat Chinatown, right? Has mm-hmm. a master plan. That's not part of this show. It's basically, um. Our hero Raylan shows up in a different city and confronts a lunatic. Yeah, and right? I think that's why I. My guess is if this wasn't like if Justified the series hadn't come first, I probably would have enjoyed yeah. this a lot more. That's if that makes this. I took more than anything that has come back in recent years. I would say that this seems to fall under that because, as a person who's taking this as just like a new show that Mm -hmm. I'm interested in, it had me right away. Cause I was like, yeah, this, this Boyd Holbrook, this Clement character is a nutso. They even make his name Clement Manzel. It kind of sounds like Manson, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's got that kind of thing about him. And the girl that he's with all the time, what's her, what's her name again? Um, Sandy, Uh, Sandy. Yep. She is, I think she is awesome. Yeah, she re- I do too. She really like because when you when she first comes on the show, you think she's going to be this like kind of typical, you know, like flighty oh girl impressed with the crazy guy. But there's a bit more complexity to her. And yeah, I like the, I didn't, you say I like the I like all the acting. I like it all. Yeah. It's just it's just a couple, and a lot of it is like I said, me bringing in those pre pre notions of what oh. justified should be. And it's and like I said, it's the because I like I like the the actress that plays the lawyer. I like her a lot. I like yes. the, the other cops yep. that are helping him. I like all of them. I, 
um oh yeah dude, like I said, they, I love they, him. Vindy Curtis Hall I think is awesome in this yep, yep. I mean, it's, they bring out uh Marin Ireland and Norbit Leo Butts who I love that dude mm-hmm. great character actors to play the cops everybody that kind of pops up you're right um Carolyn is good everybody all the other people on the show were good it's a fun show but in comparison to a show that's remembered as one of the kind of almost like a secondary pillar of the of I guess the golden age of TV, yeah. right? That's it's on the next tier down. It's not yeah. on the tippy toppy Sopranos level, but it's it's on that next tier down. Yep. I think. I agree. I agree. It's definitely with those other shows that people have. It's like I would say it's on the level of like Friday Night Lights, right? Yeah. Um, what are some other shows that might be on? on uh, the, the, what else would be maybe on even that some of the level. CW shows that people love, like, like even you know that we might not think that they're the greatest ever. Um, I don't know. Well, Vampire most of those I don't. I haven't watched enough to, to, uh, to, to be able to pass, render my own judgment on them. So oh, it's, well, yeah, it's, even some it's, FX yeah. stuff like Fargo. It's been around for yeah. so long, but it's not. I don't think it's ever like the best show on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some people might disagree with me, um, but I mean, yeah. we could go through. And a that's whole like my list. thing with Justified. I never would have. I, I would never put it in my top ten of all time. But I would definitely rank it higher than a lot of other people would, just because something about the show just vibed with me. And I, the, some of that stuff that annoys you, like the southern fried part of that show that's baked into that show, yeah, I find just fascinating to watch. <laughs> well, so it doesn't it particularly annoy me? It just, you know, I'm maybe perhaps more apt to be into a show or rec or or feel more comfortable in the world of like say the sopranos or the wire yeah. or some east coast city more than i mean in, you know in a lot of ways justified has a lot of the same kind of things that ozark has it's that same kind of mm. i mean it's not that very yeah. different feel but it has has some of that southern southern it's the and even though even though ozark is in missouri <laughs> it's still kind of in that same region of the country yeah. that same kind of you get the same kind of dirtball characters and that kind of thing. So the low country people. <laughs> yeah, there you go. None of them are going to listen to this podcast anyways. So we're there okay. ain't no fucking low country people in the part of Jersey <laughs> I'm from, though. There are some low country people in, in the, uh, actually a lot of parts of New Jersey. Uh, I don't know if people heard of the Jackson whites before. And that, like, there's a lot of, there, there's some, there's some like country elements to jersey out there it is the garden state after all yeah there, there's a few there's a few i don't have to go very far from my place either to find a yeah. few people that would fit right in uh-huh. unjustified there's a too. bit of country so I, I, in all of them there's there's some of those people everywhere so that's the truth but overall if someone were to ask me what do you think of this season i guess i uh, based upon your opinion listening to mike and reading reviews I definitely think it's one of those things that if you if you really love Justified, it it may come off as a lesser um, sequel to it. But if you had an appreciation or had never watched it, you might just enter this and find it to be really fun because Timothy Oliphant is really kind of mesmerizing to watch like we were talking about like just watching yeah. him walk across the screen the way he he is real and um Heath has talked about this before the way he listens to people 
He is mm-hmm. so fucking good at that. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, when they go to a reaction shot of him, I want them to stay on it because yep. he just has a way of looking like he's thinking and looking like he's taking in what a person is saying. And he's probably not even looking at them because this is a fucking one shot, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's and really you know, like I, said, I would still recommend this series, and it because of Timothy Oliphant. I mean, he still yeah, is, yep. he is still railing. It's not like it's not like Harrison Ford coming back to play Han Solo twenty years later or something, Thank where you. You, there's obvious changes and he's playing the character slightly different. He's yeah. still railing. I mean, that there is no question about it. So it's still say, and if there's another limited series or another movie or something they do with this, I'm still going to watch it. Because Timothy Oliphant is still so damn good in this role that I'm like I say I would still recommend it. It's just a it, it was just a disappointment for me. I think is the best way to put it. Well, you know what? In the, in today's day and age, with all of these re, reboots, recycles, reimaginations, and sequels and whatnot, prequels and whatever alternate universes. Mm-hmm. Um. I do just try to take it as what it is, you know? So for that, I would say it's pretty fun, but I would agree with you. Even if you had no attachment to justified and you're watching this as a brand new series, like say this was a new series. And instead of Raylan, his name was, um, uh, uh, what's a, what's a good like cowboy kind of, what could, what name could he have? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Braden? What would his name be? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll come up with a different name for the show. Maybe it was just called City Primeval, right? Yeah. And he's a passing through detective at, at you know or FBI agent or something. I would agree that there would still would be people who think that the Clement character is over the top. Um, but but I, think, me, I think there'd be a lot more raves about it, though. Yes, too. I do. I think there would be a lot. I think there would be enough people like myself saying, okay, he is playing that stereotypical character, but he's fucking pulling it off because yeah. I really think he pulls it off and yeah. he's committed to it. And, 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 he, and I mean, he's playing if you, like the menace he has and everything. Yeah. He's a scary dude. There's yes. no question about it. He's yep. his performance is good. I just. Say it's a, it's a, it's a, I know it might sound like a weird complaint, but I don't know. Maybe complaint maybe isn't the right word, but just, and I hate being one of those people that's like, I wish they would have done it this way instead. I, I hate being that person, but I can't help it in this case. Yeah. I think, you know, the other thing I think that might be a difference with this is the original showrunner from Justified was busy making Silo. So he really was, he executive produced on this, but didn't really have the, Graham Yost didn't really have much input on this. And I think that's that might be part of what why I, why it feels a little different to me. I did not know that because I saw his name, yeah. and I thought he was in. Well, that makes a lot of sense because it definitely it feels different. It feels mm-hmm. like a different show. But like mm-hmm. I said, and and you know, we should have prefaced because I was thinking about this last night. Is I was listening to either a, a review or an interview. I can't remember. Um, and this story is Elmore Leonard, but it is not Raylan Givens. It's a different yeah. character. So he is, they did transpose it in that respect as well. And so, it's two, it's two of Elmore Leonard's stories combined. Oh, uh, okay. Didn't, didn't even know, didn't know that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But overall I've enjoyed it, man. Each week when the wife and I fire up the Hulu 
um, <laughs> and say, hey, oh, look, another just we watch it. I don't fall asleep. I like it. I'm into it. And at least once or twice a show, I turn to my wife and I go, fucking Timothy Oliphant was born to play like a fucking cowboy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and she looks yeah. at me and she goes, uh-huh. Because she's like, yeah, he's hot. Um, my, my, and you know, that bringing that story up, that kind of reminds, part of the reason why I got so big into Justified, the original, was because that was a show Claire and I watched like obsessively together when it premiered yeah. on FX. We were watching it the second it came on the air every single week. Claire also has a massive crush on Timothy Oliphant. He, I mean, like, uh, dude, massive. I got a little bit so, of a crush on the guy. His teeth too. He's just got kind of got a perfect jaw and teeth. Yeah, you know? and it's like, and for us, we don't. Claire and I have a lot of different tastes on a lot of things. So, like, when I'm staying up late watching Foundation, Claire wants no part of it. So it was Justified was one of the shows where we both watched it together all the time. We started watching this, and right away we both kind of had the same reaction. It's like it's not the, it's not yeah. the same. I don't know. But it's yeah, I still recommend it, just not as not as heavily as the original. All right. Well, let's move on to something. Uh, we didn't really talk too much about what we were going to talk about, but I did mention uh, that I would like to talk a little bit about a show I think you're up to date with, which is Apple TV's season two of Foundation. Yes, I am up to date with it. Nice. So. We are, what are we, seven episodes into six episodes, right? The I new think, episode. I think episode seven was the last one that aired, wasn't yes. it, on last Friday? It was, it, you are correct, A Necessary Death, um, which came out last Thursday, Friday. We got a new one coming out tomorrow slash Friday, uh, episode eight, which I don't think it's a, it's a 10 episode season, so we got we got a couple more. We got three more episodes left in this season. Yes, it is. It's a 10 episode season. Uh, so that makes me happy. But now, let's say first season of Foundation. I know you love it, Ando. I know I love it. I know James loves it, Grandpa James. <laughs> yeah. I know us crazy sci fi heads fucking love this show, but it did not get a lot of press. It did not get huge critical response and it didn't seem to get a huge response from the audience either. Um, I'm, I have recently found out I was, I was listening to a podcast and I looked it up that Apple TV plus has less subscribers than Peacock. That's, can you, you know, believe it, that? These when are, you say that, it doesn't surprise me. It disappoints yeah. me, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, because a lot, and when st and when studies are done of people who actually get app, because remember they used to give it out for free, but they they just if like you get yeah. a new phone, that only twenty percent of the people who were getting it knew that they had access to it. Oh, right. So and we we are just think nerds if Ted Lasso wouldn't have been such a huge hit there'd be even half that subscribers is that. it a huge hit that's like is Ted Lasso a huge hit because it's not it, it there it's a critical darling and the people who love it love it and they talk about it a lot and it got awards but it is not a really it actually is not like there's way more people watching you know like NCIS well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I still think, though, Ted Lasso is 
Ted Lasso is a people like I like to call them the normal people, not like us. The ones that, <laughs> that mainline TV shows the normies, all the time. Yeah. I know so many people in my regular life that watch and love Ted Lasso. Really? I don't know if they were all sharing okay. passwords or what. But they, like way more than any other show I can think of, people are like, Oh, have you watched Ted Lasso? It's so amazing. I stay. So connected. I don't know. That's I think people are, are watching that show, but well, the according, I can't. You can't trust any of the numbers and password yeah. sharing and the information that I just related is based upon what I would agree are non-trustworthy sources, <laughs> because yeah, these companies don't tell us these things, um, so we don't actually know. But I only said that to kind of highlight the fact that foundation is really flying under the radar and there are not mm -hmm. a ton of people talking about it. And I don't think there's a ton of people watching it, but I think it is slowly becoming the kind of flagship sci-fi show for Apple that kind of sets a standard. I don't yeah. know about you, but I think that this season is fucking awesome. And I think that they took a sprawling, confusing complicated story that in season one they did their best to set it up but there were a few even though i loved every episode it didn't feel linear right and it, mm -hmm. it, it felt a little disjointed the way they told the story in different places because yep. these characters had to come together now with these characters coming together, they have introduced some other characters, but they keep them mostly with the new characters. Mm -hmm. And I have found every aspect of this show this season to be amazing from the production design, the effects, the acting. I fucking love this show. It is the show that I look forward to watching more than any other show on television while it's on. I am a huge fan of Foundation. And I just, I, my hope, and I, I do think that Apple, they don't give a fuck. They have enough, they're not even yeah. expecting any, any return on this. I just nope. hope they let this thing play out. And I also want to just say again that Lee Pace was born for this role. He is so awesome. Yes, he is. And if there, if the Emmys actually gave the award to people who acted great, he would at least be nominated for this season. At least, I mean, he was great. That, that walk that he did last season, this season, he is playing the same character, but different. Cause it's a different, you know, it's a different genetic yeah. variant of this, um, of foundation, I just mm -hmm. I think uh, uh, not a foundation uh, of empire, and yep. I think that brother day, brother yep. day, yeah, it's just amazing, man. I, I can't say enough about this show. I love it. And you know, I don't think we've we've talked about it briefly, that like in passing, like on some top ten shows and stuff, but I don't think we've ever really actually talked about this show because I, I like what you're saying. I completely agree with almost everything you're saying. Like the first season, I really enjoyed it. But it was also, like you said, it was scattered and it, it seemed like there was like all these different strands going in completely opposite directions. And it was hard right. to see the picture of what was going on. And they've kind of and it was confusing with lots of lots and lots of different characters all being thrown in at one time. And I mean, 
I think when we talked about it way back, I think we talked about it maybe like after the first episode or second episode, we talked about it once. And I think you said, cause I've never read the books. And I think you said it had the potential to be game of Thrones in space. And I have f- fully feel that way. Now this season is really, like I said, they've tightened everything up. Everything is, you're starting to see how things are connected and it's, it's just, it's brilliant. I, I am loving it too. It's, it's quickly becoming one of the best sci-fi shows on television, if it isn't yeah. already. Yeah, it's great. And not even to talk about Jared Harris, who is yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. What a, lo- I mean, a loss. It goes without him. saying. Yeah. And when The Expanse lost him, that mm-hmm. really affected. Man, gosh, when I think about The Expanse, God, I wish that it had gone to Apple instead of Amazon. Yeah. Because you see the way... Now that we're like, what, a co- almost a year and a half or so out, maybe, I don't even know how long it was since the final season of The Expanse, Amazon really did fuck that show. Like, I didn't want to believe it at the time. I thought that they were going to continue the show, um, but they didn't. And it's just nuts the way they let that, that show was so fucking awesome. But those, those last couple seasons, though, they looked a lot better. You know, the thing with The Expanse, I think... I wonder if that truly is dead. I wonder if they're given that a little break because they're still they still promote it every so, once man. in a while, and it's still and the way that the thing ended, it left a. I mean, it it wasn't a cliffhanger, but they definitely left some crumbs to think it were coming back at some point. That, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's, some yeah. yeah, they opened the whole. I mean, the whole show opened up and could have and and it continues on in in the mm-hmm. other books. So they have what they need. Um, it would have been, but yeah, watching Jared Harris on this show playing Harry Seldon, he's so awesome. Uh, he is just that godlike, mercurial, sometimes cruel, sometimes yeah. too loving and too caring. He just plays it as it is. And it is, ju- I mean, the, 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 um, Salvor, her name is Leah Harvey and Gail. Uh, yeah. Lou Lulubel is her name. That's an interesting name. Lou Lubel. That's actually her name. Lou Lubel. Lulubel is almost her name. Um, I guess it is Lou Lubel. Wait a second. <laughs> I'm looking at it on IMDb. Oh, yeah. Lou Lobel. Yeah. Lou Lobel. Okay. Lobel. Um, but as Gail Dornick, yeah, she, so they're fantastic too. Every, all the little character actors, that come up this season. I do feel maybe um, this this subplot or main plot that's been going on with the uh, telepathic people mm-hmm. needs to kind of push forward a little bit more. Is if whether they this is found this is the second foundation. What's actually going to happen? You know, I'm sure that Harry has some crazy plan that's going to work out, you know, and, and, and I don't want to spoil people who haven't seen this show (laughs) because there is kind of a crazy, the last two episodes have ended with cliffhangers that are nuts, but then the, but then we don't know in this show, you don't really know what's going to happen next because of it's not a, it's, and it's just, it's not predictable. It definitely isn't the way that have, have you read the books before or not? Um, the, I read the first book when I was a kid, I must've been 13 or something like that. And I barely remembered it. 
And I like, is the first book the first season, or is it? Do you remember? I I have I, no idea. I listened to the audio book too, mm-hmm. and it is there, but there's a lot of different stuff going on. It it okay. It, so the story is the same, but the series of events are not, and they have changed a lot of things. So it is different, but the ideas inherent in it um, are still the same. So I feel that they've done a very good job of transferring this into a TV series. What do hardcore people think? I'm not sure. I ha- That's what I'm saying is like, there's so little talk about this. Maybe I need to do a little bit more research and listen to like a foundation podcast and go and kind of delve into it. But one of the things is I'm always worried about spoilers, Andy. That's, that's where I am. That's why I'm asking these kind of yeah. questions. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to like with what happened at the end of this last episode, I would not have wanted to be I mean, who knows exactly what happened, but yeah, we're going to find out. But I would not have wanted that spoiled for me at no, all. Me neither. Me neither. And people don't give a fuck these days. They really, yeah. especially, I'm sorry to have to say it and sound like a really old motherfucker, but these young kids will spoil your ass. They don't give a fuck. And I well, am, I do not like spoilers. So that's why I haven't really, you know. Well, like just, uh, just this afternoon. I, I say I finished watching the justified finale at I don't I it, it, on my lunch break here so it was like at noon and the thing had only been live since 2 a.m here so 10 hours and at the very end some things happened and I texted my wife who hasn't seen it and I'm like don't go on the internet if you don't want justified to be spoiled and she was like too late so she didn't even have 10 hours and it was spoiled what 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 happens in the show oh. so it's like I, oh it's frustrating yeah that's I really Man, that's why even on our podcast, I unless we are particularly covering a, a an episode of a show or we really say at the beginning of the show, we're spoiling everything, I yeah. tend to try not to because I still believe in the joy of discovering a story as the creator intended to roll it out to you. I 100%. Think, yeah, spoilers are no one. Trust me. There is nobody writing a story who's thinking to themselves, wow, I hope everybody knows the whole story before they watch this. Exactly right. Nobody is doing that. And you're really fucking yourself, other people. It, it, and it does, of course, point to a society with no attention span, no patience, no ability to enjoy the journey instead of it's all about the destination it's all about what happened to this character and how it relates to the comic or the whatever or the book or and i and like yeah don't uh, and i'm just thinking it. looking at the cast list here too the 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 character that um the guy what's his name from mindhunter that's in this season that character if i had been spoiled with that character i would have uh you know what i'm talking about right no, who are you talking the, about? The detective from Mindhunter. He's in the fir- in the first in the in the set this season. Uh, Holt uh, McElhaney. Oh yes, yes, yes. His character in this. If I had been spoiled as to what that character is, I would have. And what happens with that character in this season? Yes, I would have. I would have been furious. Yes. I mean, which it was. Is, yeah, yeah. Which oh. is why Andy, I didn't even mention it on our daily DVR Facebook page, and we covered Mindhunter. And I, uh-huh. and, and I, and I, 
waited. And I was like, okay, I'm glad I didn't immediately jump to, oh, look who's, right? Because yeah. I didn't want to spoil anything. And I just mm-hmm. like rather not even bring it up. It's, it's okay to not talk about something if it's going to ruin someone's experience yeah. of it. But that's like Completely. the Netflix second screen thing. It's like the thing that's the first screen is your, is your phone and the TV and, the, and the, the story that you're watching is secondary. So it's okay to be spoiled. The show is actually spoiling you from the internet. Yeah, you're, you're right. Right? Like if you actually watch the show as intended without someone telling you what's going to happen, you then can't go online and share in the joy of figuring it out mm-hmm. by looking at someone's fucking tweet or or Insta TikTok a post. Yeah, no kidding. X, whatever. <laughs> right? It's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, to get back to Foundation, if you watch the first season, or, or you heard that it was kind of complicated, I think it's well worth sticking with because the kind of, I guess, flights of fancy or um, digressions that you may think they're going on in the first season actually really are the, are the foundation for the show itself. And it, it really works That's the that name of the way. Show. Yeah, I know, man. It, it's, <laughs> it, but it really works that way. And it's, yeah. it's one of those rare shows that does seem kind of confusing, but then all of a sudden the pieces fall into shape. And then when season two starts, you feel like you're really smart for knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I it, think it pays, it pays off. I think yeah, at least it is so yep, far. Definitely. That's part of why it reminds me of GOT a little bit because in that first season, I remember thinking, I remember liking it, but I was like, this is so sprawling and so. And by season two, when they start bringing people together and all that, it, it just seems to gel more. It just took a while, a little more. And like this, this is starting to gel, I think, in the best way possible. Yep. Well, it doesn't look the people who are executive producers of Foundation were also executive producers of a couple shows like Terra Nova, baby, Fringe, (laughs) Journeyman, The West Wing, Game of Thrones. Alex Graves directed six episodes of Game of Thrones. He was a big part of Game of Thrones. Um, David S. Goyer, who we know, who worked with Christopher Nolan, um, and who and also, a little series called Flash Forward. Yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's been Goyer's been around forever. Yeah, Goyer has done so much shit. Dark City. Yeah. Yeah. So these are professionals. They they know what they're doing, and I, I it comes through. Roxanne Dawson, who did a bunch of Star Trek, House of Cards. She was in Star Trek. Yeah. Acting. She was on Voyager. Yep. That's truth, man. Yeah, you're right. Can't remember what her name was, but yeah, she's a good Oh, yeah, look, I'm looking at her picture. I saw it in the credits, but now I'm looking at her and I recognize her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, yeah, see, that's, that's, you always got to look. And uh, what's his name? Josh Friedman, who, uh, who, who did, uh, let's see, who, who, who wrote Avatar, who did a bunch of Terminator, Lock and Key. Let's see, War of the Worlds, the Black Delilah, Dahlia, Black Dahlia. Oh, Sarah Croner, the Sarah Connor Chronicles he did too. Look at uh-huh. that. That's awesome. Terminate. Okay. 
did snow piercer snow piercer i wasn't a huge fan of that yeah you but, know i never i never i watched like the first half of the first episode and i was it just didn't nah it didn't gel I with me know. either man yeah um but yeah these are pros that apple has brought in and it shows the show is i i I'm I'm constantly surprised that even in this, I know that there's a ton of shows out there, but I would have thought that this this second season, maybe if the strike wasn't happening, this would be getting more publicity. Um, yep. Because it's a little weird with the strike. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I thought, okay, the strike's happening. Maybe more of the talk will be about shows that are on right now. But people seem to be obsessed with going back and watching old shows or talking about the strike itself, which, of course, I mean, people are going to talk about the strike, um, but not so much enjoying what's happening now, because I think that as fans of TV or film or people who are involved in the industry, there is a little bit of a, of a they're a little hesitant to uh, publicize something that's on right now because it seems as if you're supporting the distribution yeah. platform or the production company, not the actors or writers. And there's just weird stuff too. Like the thing about suits being like the most watched Netflix yes. show ever. <laughs> and it's been out for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, that's... it's there's just, there's, it's weird. The whole thing is weird. The way, the way all the, the strike, it is it weird, but like the way, the media that's being aired right now is it, like you say, a lot of it is just, isn't, I don't see ads for it. You don't see it. I mean, obviously they're not promoting it. The actors aren't promoting it. So that's part of it, but yeah. it's still, it's very strange. It and is. Things being moved off because they don't want to, it's, it's going to be weird this winter, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, let's hope that things somehow are um, figured out and there's an yeah, equitable solution yeah. and get resolved. But it doesn't. The suits thing doesn't surprise me because when I saw that, I was first off. I was like, "Do I trust this?" Because I never trust any of the Netflix top ten, Amazon, sure. any of those lists. I do not trust any of them. They're, it's just promotional shit, right? Mm -hmm. Like they ha they're under no obligation to in any way make that accurate. No obligation. They can be lying. They're not going to get sued. It's not false advert. You're inside their own stupid app. They can do whatever the fuck they want, right? Yep. And um, they have they have the exact numbers. They know exactly yeah. how many minutes of every show everybody's watched. Yeah. And, and and also, what does that mean? Did they finish the whole episode, the whole series, or did they just yeah. start it? You know. But Suits is like I'll use the example again. Even though I like to show the Lincoln Lawyer, you can literally walk out of the room for 20 minutes, come back, and you did not miss anything. They yeah. will tell you what happened in the next scene with that character and you will not miss anything. And that was those, what did they call them? Sunshine shows? Yeah, that, those USA shows yeah. like Burn Notice and all those exactly. things. Yeah. What was it? That one where he's a fake doctor, there's a fake lawyer, there's a oh, fake detective. Yeah. The hell, I don't even remember what they, they all melded together. Yeah. And it was... Didn't they like, have I, you one, watch one episode? You feel like you've seen the whole series. Yeah. Didn't they have later one where the Lex Luthor guy from um, what's his name? Michael Rosenberg was like a fake priest or something like that. Like, I don't know. They've done. They had a whole series of those shows that were to me. They felt like CBS shows with mm -hmm. a little late night Skinamax thrown in. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like not that's too, exactly right. Right. Like, like they kind of, um, they did kind of feel like some shows that were on Cinemax back in the day Yep, that were kind of fun, actiony, but talky, um, good looking people, mu- a lot of music cues, Ally McBeal-ish in a sense, yep. but without get a few, get a few veteran supporting actors to yeah. come in that are, that everybody knows that aren't carrying the show but they come in for a scene or two, like Bruce Campbell comes in for a couple scenes and then floats back out again. Yes. And yeah, yeah, it feels There's like Boston legal Ali McBeal without, without the, um, kind of, um, strange th- th- there was always a little weirdness to those shows that these shows don't seem to have. They're more normy. Anybody yeah. could watch it. They're 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 And, uh, and also they're kind of like, politically inoffensive right like they're not yeah. particularly liberal they're not particularly conservative they just they are, were the what kind they of, are they were the kind of shows where like if it if we were if i was going to my in-laws for thanksgiving and yes. it was a friday yep. like the friday after thanksgiving and there was a burn notice marathon on yeah. somebody would just put on usa and it would play all day and nobody would get mad at each other and they would uh-huh. you could just kind of float around and yeah exactly it's right. like it's like the um uh, the USA equivalent of diners, drive-ins, and whatever. What is that fucking show called? <laughs> diners, dives, and drive-ins. Drive-ins, maybe? yeah, something like you know, like a food some network sequence, yeah, yeah, like Iron <laughs> Chef or some bullshit, right? Like uh-huh. it's the same shit. You yeah. know, it's like a game show in a set. It just it kind of passes over you. Mm-hmm. You cannot be paying attention. Come back and be like, oh, that's what happened. Okay, and then you get to the next episode, and it doesn't really matter so much. If you missed the last 15 minutes of the last episode, because you forgot that you turned it off last night when you went to bed, right? Yeah. You just wake up and go to the next episode and you're like, because quickly they'll tell you what occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, Foundation is not that show. <laughs> uh, uh, no, not at all. Just to bring it I back. Can't even, but. Yeah, I can't even imagine trying, like I was telling my wife, I was watching it one day and I was trying to explain what it was even. And even that's difficult to do. Um, Hey, before we go, cause we're hitting about an hour here. I don't want to keep you too long there, buddy. Um, I wanted to ask you, have you been watching winning time this second season? Yes, I have. Okay. We are, let's see how many episodes are we into winning time? Three episodes, four, four or five. Okay. Let's see. Oh no. We are four episodes in. Yep. Next episode is episode five. What have you been, what have you thought about generally speaking season two of, we are talking about winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty, which is on HBO slash max, whatever the fuck, um, you know, all about magic Johnson, Kareem, the bus family. What have you thought about season two? I still like it. I mean, I've seen some minor complaints, but I still think it's, I'm enjoying it just as much as the first season. It's a little bit more rushed, but I'm fine with that. I mean, I've, I've also, I mean, I know this story and I still enjoy it. I mean, I've, I've read the book that it's based on. I've read a bunch of bird and magic books. I'm like, I've, I know the history of this and I still enjoy it. I think it's a, I think it's a great show. It's so much fun. Awesome. I love this season and think it is better than the first season. I think that they it is better that they push ahead fast. I wish they would go a little faster. I felt it was they spent too much time last season changing video formats and oh, yeah. and fucking 
you know um yeah i didn't i you know i didn't really know i don't notice it nearly as much this season yeah. with the exception of the episode that there's some episodes that have a larry bird flashbacks yes and they go they do it there but i don't really remember it standing out this season mm-hmm. as much as last year because they really toned it down they toned yeah. it, i mean they toned it down after the first two episodes of the first season and what we're referring to is this is edited that adam mckay i mean i for me it brings up Oliver Stone type. Oh yeah. You know, experiments. Like JFK Oliver Stone type yes. editing. Where it's going from like, it looks like it's video. Then it looks like it's, uh, you know, 35 millimeter. Then mm-hmm. it looks like it's uh digital video, super clear, right? Like broadcast TV from 1972. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They all add this other the, stuff. the yeah. fuzz and the lines in, and, and sometimes the sound gets a little weird. Um, and it was it was a little off putting last season. They've toned that down. I think that they've toned down a bit of the personal stuff to concentrate more on the on the team dynamics. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was always the most interesting thing. And I think that this season is really kind of about the ascension of Pat Riley, right? Like that's where yeah, we're oh, headed. Yeah. And I, that to me is just before I really started paying attention to basketball because Uh I'm more of like Michael Jordan era than I am of like, I am too. I mean, I was too young to know this while this was going on. I've just, I've read the books and done that since then. There was a period of time where I was big. So I'm enjoying watching it because I mean, no, it's not real footage, but it's, it's fun to see. Yeah. And they've had, I I think they've done a better job of integrating the games this season. There's less of his daughter, which I am totally okay with um, because they were kind of just going around in circles with her. I felt. Um, Well, and I mean, they have to, if you know what she ends up being, you kind of have, you can't. You have to have her but be a she, pretty big presence in the show. That's why, but the, that's my problem, though, Andy. Is I know enough to know how important she becomes, right? Yeah. So to see them going around in circles with her and her dad, I find it kind of denigrates the character. So it's mm-hmm. better to put her off to the side and then bring her when it's her time to ascend, so we can watch that. We don't need. That's what I'm saying. Like. In a, in a kind of biopic show that this is, I don't need this the the super depth because what you're showing me is a stereotype of a real person. So yep. just like kind of move the story along, and I find that to be much more interesting. And I actually think that the character playing uh, the actor, I should say, playing Magic um, uh, Quincy Isaiah is his name. He is much better this season. I feel. I like, was going to say. I, yeah. I remember you saying at one time that you thought he was that he was one of the weaker points last I, season. I, I really think he was. Yeah, I think he was kind of awkward, and maybe that's who he was. That's he was purposefully playing it that way, right? Because mm-hmm. he was a rookie. I understand. Yeah, he didn't that. have all of his all of his confidence that he would have later. I mean, still confident, obviously, but yeah, right. Maybe that's a mistake I made. Totally open to that because I think the guy is a good actor. But this season, whatever it is, it's gelling. And yeah, I just I, think it's really, a much I, better season. And you season. know, I, I got to say one other thing about the show. Not not exactly part of the show, but it is part of the show. A while back, I don't remember if it was you or somebody else posted something about, do you, do you press skip when the opening credits come up on a show? I will never, ever, ever skip the opening credits of this. I love the theme song. I love the... The little the crazy intro they do, just absolutely love it. I know that's not a huge thing, but 
it's a tiny thing that I love about this show too. Just the small details. Well, I'll tell you as soon as you said it, um, I, uh, I heard it in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So it's by a band. It's called my favorite mutiny by the coup. I don't know. I thought, you know what? I thought it was, um, I wasn't sure who's the coup who's in this band, Uh, an American hip hop band from Oakland, California, 1991. They got together. Oh, it's it's Boots Riley's band. The director and writer. Yeah. 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 Holy shit. I didn't even realize that. That's kind of, man, I really, that is cool. Yeah. That reminded me a lot of, um, uh, what's, what's the fucking man. I'm sorry. Sometimes they're the, (laughs) I'm old. I'm an old man. The Philly group um, uh, that did the they 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 did the album with Jay Z where they pl- actually the Roots. Oh yeah, the Roots. Yeah, yeah. It does sound a lot like that. It sounds a lot like the Roots. So I thought that's yeah. who it was. But I because I like that sound. I will always mm-hmm. and forever be a fan of rap and hip hop that is based on jazz and funk. I will never be a fan of trap beat bullshit that has come out in the past. (laughs) I can't deal with that crap. I can't deal with any of that shit. If it does, if it doesn't have a funk or jazz base to it, that's to me is like real hip hop, but that's just me, man. And I I have to say, if we would have said last, uh, I think when we were at some point doing, uh, I don't know if we did predictions of shows for the next year, but I would never not have put two shows from Jason Siegel in the same year being on my favorites of the year list. So Jason Siegel in a completely different performance than he gave in Shrinking, which I also loved. I think he is. I don't think he's going to be on the show on this show a whole lot longer, but I, I think he's great in this too. Adrian Brody, the whole cast is good in this. Thank you for mentioning him because his transformation from last season to this season, that guy is a good fucking actor. Mm-hmm. He's not just a comedic actor. He does. Yep. I mean, because of the way he looks, he's a bit typecast into the sad sack kind of funny, you know, tears of a clown roles. And in a sense, that is what's happening here in a different way where he, he, his ego starts to overcome him, right? And his obsession yeah. with control starts to overcome him. Um, and at first it was like a lack of confidence. Like, you know, you know, everybody knows people like this who are either, who have either have no confidence or they're wildly overconfident. Like there's no in between, right? Yep. Like they're either like, I suck. And you're like, no, you can do a good job. And then the next time you talk to them, they're like, I'm the best ever. And you're like, I am the greatest. Yeah, Worship slow me. Slow your yes. roll, bro. Slow your roll. Um, yeah. <laughs> but also the only thing to me That's that this show is missing this season. The one character that I desperately want to see more. (laughs) No, not Sally. Sally Field, I mean. (laughs) Not Sally Field, no. She Um, was great in the first season. She was. She was. Yeah, she was. I I was not a huge fan of all the interpersonal. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, I like when they keep it moving. But for me, it's Jason Clark as Jerry West. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is. He's. He is so damn good. I can't even believe that's Jason Clark. Like, I can't, and then, <laughs> I can't Jason Clark, it. until this role, Jason Clark was almost always one of those guys that I'm like, 
when I look at his IMDb, I'm like, holy shit, I've seen this guy in yeah. like 30 things, but yeah. I couldn't name one of them because I can't remember. He just always seems to blend in and it, all his characters didn't really. This is the first one where I'm like, this is the role I'm going to think of when I think of Jason Clark. Yeah, that because listen, man. Yeah, that dude has been in fucking everything. He always has that big ass square head on his shoulders. By God, if there is if there's ever a rule of actors have to have huge heads, just look at Jason <laughs> Clark because that fucking noggin. I'm telling you, if you put that on a scale, that is at least a quarter of his body weight. And I am a man myself who has a huge head. Okay, so he's a, he's a real life Funko Pop. Is that what you're saying? He is a real life motherfucking Funko Pop man. He yes. <laughs> He is very much, and who's the guy who played General Zod in? Uh, oh, Michael Shannon. He look. He is like a Michael Shannon, right? He's like an Irish. Yes. He's an Irish, Scottish, English, huge-headed motherfucker that looks <laughs> weird and is awesome on camera. And whoever cast him in this role as Jerry West, it's pure genius because he is awesome in it. And I, that's the only thing I wish there was more of. And I think I think he's Australian too, isn't he? Yes. I don't think he's from. The, yeah, yeah, that's just he's nuts. Australian. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, he's and, so good um, in the show. We we have to mention that our friend Catfish did make an appearance in the last episode. Did you notice that? I didn't. Was it in the background? Yeah, he's somewhere? the Lakers' coach. He's the Boston's coach. Oh, that's right. I, when I think of Boston, I just think of yeah. Chickless in this, but I forgot that he's, I didn't see him in the, I didn't see, I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah. He had a quick scene with Chickless when he, when remember it was, they were playing the preseason oh, game. Yeah. No, put, put him in. Put exactly. Bird in. Yep. And yep. He says, now I remember. Yep. So that's the only thing. We need more catfish and we need more big headed Jason Clark slash Michael Shannon's brother from another mother. <laughs> um all right let's end it is there anything else you wanted to say or talk about um you know i want to ask you one quick question because i baby. know how you i think you're kind of mixed on musicals what did you think of the star trek musical episode well let's just say that i you know there's a little thing right where Almost all human beings, regardless of your level of sentimentality or your musical enjoyment levels, um, when a lot of people come together and sing, it just does something to you, right? Like uh -huh. you, you can't deny it. So in that respect, there were parts of the episode that gave me the chills and I was like, oh my gosh. But then I started listening to some of the lyrics and I'm like, some of these songs are fucking dumb as hell. They have no meaning. Some of them tried way too hard discovery style to relate to the character's dysfunction or emotional state. But then some of them, like Spock in particular, I was like, holy, is there is there anything this motherfucker can't do? <laughs> I know it, it almost Ethan Peck. I almost am pissed off because the guy's so goddamn good at everything. I hate it. How is this guy not like one of the biggest actors in the world? He is so I, talented. There's no question he will be. It, it's he blows me the fuck away. Like I always mention the weird accent that he created for Spock, where it's kind of Leonard Nimoy, kind of yeah. his own thing. Um, it's really, and he was fantastic. Uh, Rebecca Romaine was also 
Really? What a singer she is. I know. I was shocked. Yeah. So, um, you know, I could have done without a li- I d- even though I did feel the security lady who's been getting a lot of play this season. Um, mm-hmm. she must have read these scripts and been like, "Holy shit, I'm like I have fucking more scenes than Pike in this." You know what I well, mean? Well, she was the one I I watched part of the behind like there's they do like a behind the scenes show every week with Will Wheaton. Yes. On that on each I, I episode have tried and to he watch was talking it. to her and she was the one that like pitched the idea of a musical episode a long time ago oh, to the producers. Okay. Like she's a she's done a bunch of Broadway and I don't know if it's Broadway, but mm. a bunch of singing and other things. So she was I think that's part of why she was in it so much. This makes sense to me, Andy. That makes sense to me in so many ways. The fact that she'd have that kind of pull, the fact mm-hmm. that they listen to her, she must have on that set, she must be a force to be reckoned with. Like her acting because she is a very good actress. Yeah, I like her and a lot. She can play, she can really turn herself on and off. You know, she mm-hmm. can just be in the background and then all of a sudden just rise up. Yep. And if you she wants notice to bring her. it, she can bring it. Yeah, she really can. Uh, but I did, uh, but I was, I thought that it was a little much singing from her. I, I could have, you know, they, they really, like I said, I think this season they're, re- they real. she's been involved a lot. I would have liked a little bit more Pike this season because. I love Anson Mount, and I just think he's that's really so my great. only real disappointment about the yeah. season is there wasn't a lot of Pike. Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, you know? I still love the season for sure. Yeah. It's still one of my favorites of the year. But yeah, um, I read something. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. I was just gonna say I was just curious to, to know your reaction to the musical episode because I didn't want to say anything on on the Facebook page about the musical part because I was like, you know what. Let people discover that on their own. I don't want to spoil it for people. Oh, Jam- Grandpa James had had a post, and he was saying he was surprised at how much he liked it. And that is where I fall too. I have my, right. I had yes. my ups and downs on it, and some of the songs went on, blah, blah, but it's their songs. But in general, I didn't think I was going to watch the whole episode, and I really didn't. It just kind of went by, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And like I said, I was surprised by. I liked the way the singing was integrated into the storyline. I thought that was very interesting. I thought the conclusion to it was fun and interesting as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? Maybe, maybe next week or something, we could go back and look at this season of, uh, of uh, strange new worlds and chat about it or something. Yeah, that would be fun. All right. Well, let's save it for that, Ando, because we're going long. I know you got uh, some childs, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go hop back on the lawnmower and finish oh. listening to the uh, Film List podcast that oh. you guys recorded. I'm about halfway through, so okay. You're really gonna listen to a lot of my voice, baby. Yes, I know. I can't get enough Axel. You know, I that. know. <laughs> no, I can't get enough Ando. We'll be talking and again tomorrow. I, night. I was gonna. I also cannot wait to hear you got hear you and Gio talk about only murders in the building. Yeah. And I'll just I'll I'll break some news for you right now. I don't know if you've heard of this up and comer called Meryl Streep. Yeah, turns out she's a pretty damn great actress. Really? Gosh, I've never you know I heard you can, of, you can tell Gina that tomorrow when you talk to her. About I knew it. you know what I knew that the girl from um uh what was uh that what's her name Gummer right is not her name Lainey Gummer she or something she was on um Mr Robot. Do you remember her? Which one is she? She's her daughter, but I knew she had a mom. I was like, I thought she had a talented Whoa, mom. Really? I never knew that she had that uh, that she had a mom that acted. I thought that was kind of interesting. 
That's interesting oh. to me that the yeah. the the uh, Mr. Robot mm-hmm. lady. And then I all of a sudden I discovered that Meryl Streep has been acting for a while. I had never really noticed yeah. it before. Just just shocking. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I at least I cannot wait to hear you guys. I am <laughs> loving this season of Only Murders. So I like it more than last season so far. So spoiler can't wait to hear alert. You guys talk about it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I. Besides the second episode, which I fell asleep and then rewatched and said, why did I rewatch that? Because it had nothing to do with anything Uh and it really affected the story zero. And then it's like episode three started and they were like, let's actually start the show now. And I I felt like it could have just went from episode one to episode three. But since then, I've been loving it. I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. It's. Yeah, we'll t- I, I think we're going to talk about that, but we might also talk a little Real Housewives of New York, which I know you're really into, Ando. Well, you, you have to do a little bit of Only Murders just so you got something <laughs> for us non-reality people to listen to for a little while. All right, we'll do our best. I, okay, I perfect. All right, well, thank you for your time, pal. Thank you for coming on. Yes. Um, thanks, everybody, fun. for listening. Day two baby of the return of daily dvr is in the books check us out at dvrpodcast.com become a patron at patreon.com slash dvr join our facebook page daily dvr a tv and film podcast just look that up and uh have a wonderful evening peace out everybody bye everybody